good evening, good evening, good evening. Trust you had a phenomenal Sunday. Wow, we had tremendous services. And God help us, isn't it exciting? Next Sunday, we're back in church with the 250 uh, people per service. And that's going to be great. And uh, 8 o'clock and after 9, the English and all the 10 o'clock services and then the 12.30 in Bonnie Bray. But Sunday night, we still broadcast. We're not going to open on Sunday night yet. So we're still going to do the broadcast and then just to be a great blessing to everybody. And thank you for all the encouragement. Pastor Renee from Kent sent me a message and he said, that's the message that we preached this morning that the church need to hear how to move clockwise with God. Because the devil wants you to move anti-clockwise. That means backwards, back in time, back in everything. But God wants you to move and have a clockwise life. That's why we spoke on this morning and we, you know, we speak the whole month about push until something happened. Persevere until something happened. Never, never give up. Say, never give up. And also pray until something happens. Because prayer is one of the seven eternal purposes of God that we need to live out. Now it's phenomenal what we shared this morning because to be in sync with heaven and to be in time frame what God is doing, we need to follow the instruction, be spirit led and not to be carnal led, emotion led. Flesh-led, money-led, opportunity-led, hurt-led, pain-led, or whatever other leds they can be, except being led by the Holy Spirit. And this morning we've found out that the booby traps of the enemy was the three things that we shared, guilt, distractions, and excuses. Somebody shall say, I don't allow that in my life. Because I'm going to be spirit-led. Now it's phenomenal how scripture can tell us to have a spirit-led life. Creation is waiting on you. They wait for what? The manifestation, Romans chapter 8, 19, of the sons of God. King James says the children of God. Amplified says sons of God. Other translations says the true sons of God. The fact that creation is waiting. And then verse 14 says, who are they? Those who are led by the Holy Spirit are the sons of God. Say, I am a son. That means a daughter also of God. Because I am spirit led. Not with my emotions, not with what happens to me, not with past events. And I want to help you this night or to travel on this journey because this is important. If the Spirit can lead you and how you can make right decisions in life, how to move forward. Remember the plan of God always is to lead you, guide you. Jesus said the Holy Spirit, it's I must go so that the Holy Spirit can come and he will lead you and he will guide you in what? Partial truth, maybe truth, change his mind. No, he leads you in 
all the truth. So God doesn't chop and change his mindset all the time. God has a plan A, a pattern, a path worked out, a direction. And his direction with you is never that you will be harmed, that the enemy will not harm you. And that you will not think God is the source of all the calamities. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts. Somebody say thoughts. That God says I have about you. Wow. That means he thinks all the time about you. In the prophet Isaiah, he says, I have tattooed, engraved your name in the palm of my hand. That's how important you are for God. You are continuously in his mind. That's why we cannot allow that anything leads us except because we said opportunity has a shelf life. So there's an expiration date and we cannot let opportunities what God ordained pass us by. Life is made out of choices and not only changes. And that's why it's phenomenal because when the Holy Spirit leads us, he always leads us to victory, always leads us to triumph, always leads to put us on display for the world to see that we have a guidance, the Holy Spirit, not some other spirit. Some people are led by Casper <laughs> instead of the Holy Spirit of God. And whenever God leads you, it will line up with the word. The word is the direction, the path, the light, and the lamp. And that's why it's phenomenal that the truth he gives always brings enlightenment. Nothing that God tells you will bring a burden. <laughs> it's not hard to serve God because we love him. And John says, that's why we know his instructions is not difficult. Always to advance you, to promote you. More of Jesus, less of us. So that the world can know that we are his true disciples. And uh, you can avoid negative, bad life experiences by being spirit-led. That's God's desire to lead you. Now, millions of people, there are 3.2 billion Christians on the face of the earth out of 7 billion people. 1 billion people haven't got a Bible or didn't hear the gospel yet. That's why Jesus cannot come right now because the gospel must be preached. What does the lockdown do? It brings us back to the eternal purposes of God so that we will not be sidetracked and drift off. I said this morning, Drifting is a common thing. People are in this direction and then all the emails and then all the WhatsApps and all the distractions come all the time and all the negative news the president says and the world order says and the World Health Organization says and they get distracted and not focus on the eternal purposes of God, the seven things we mentioned this morning. So I want to help you tonight. Because you need to be spirit-led, holy spirit-led, not holy flesh. Not the heilige flesh, not the heilige geest. So this is the thing. 
Because if I am head-led and emotionally, come on somebody, and if I'm feeling-led and logic-led and reasoning-led and circumstances-led and money-led and work-led and opportunity-led and schemes-led, then I get in big trouble because it ends somewhere. (laughs) There's a way that seems right, says the Bible. But the end of that thought, the end of that leading, the end of that mindset leads to nowhere, to death. Now, (coughs) people become victims. Listen, this is the thing that I put down. Prisoners by our feelings. When my sister died, the circumstances around that, oh my word, I went for two weeks through a hard time. And I don't know how to get out of this thing. Because when I close my eyes, I see everything. And the night when I met with the pastor, I asked my son, get me the key of her apartment. And I went in and uh, suddenly that thing left. And I realized this is like a spirit battle that you get in. So I understand when you, but you cannot be a prisoner of fear and emotions and of your mind. You need to become in freedom. Come on, somebody. And that is the thing. (laughs) Trapped are many people by their feelings, emotions, by logic, by reason. God says, do this. And their reason and logic says, no, you just do that. Remember the widow of Zerapath. I have a handful of flour, a little bit of oil. She was led by emotions, feelings, propaganda. How many people died in that famine? And she was moved by what she had and never by what God said until the prophet says, as true as the Lord God, bake a cake, you will see the oil will not diminish or the flour will get less until the yoke of the famine was destroyed. And she allowed her to be led by God's voice, by the word, the prophet, the Old Testament. Listen, she had the great miracle that happens. Now, John chapter 16, 13 says, But when he, the scripture I quote in the beginning, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth and the whole full truth. There's not any lie in God. The only thing that God cannot do, God cannot lie. (laughs) God cannot go back on his word. It's forever settled in heaven. Now the Holy Spirit's main object, and I want to help you to move forward, to be greater in where you are right now because you're much more powerful in your tomorrow than in your now. And you've heard me say over and over, significant people, not successful people, only significant successful people, ask themselves every day the question, what must I do today where I need to be tomorrow to be significant? And it's the same with the Holy Spirit. Because he says he will guide you in all the truth. Now, he didn't say only in knowledge. (laughs) Truth, not just the knowledge, but to experience all truth. That's why I must make a quality decision. That I will align myself, come on somebody, 
with God's will and the in <laughs> and God's intentions and not my own personal beliefs and choices. God has just a perfect plan for you. Now, this is so powerful. And Amos 3, 7 says a thing. Surely the Lord God will do nothing without revealing his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Now, that was in Old Testament. What are you? You are a king, you are a priest, and you are a prophet. So God wants to tell you. <laughs> Holy Spirit wants to warn you. And the Holy Spirit wants to say, yes, there's a green light, go. No, it's a red light, stop. Many of our lives have been protected because we obeyed that inner still small voice. Now here the thing starts. If people follow their own lead, they only end up in the wrong spot. Now what we say is the three enemies that waste time and that's focus thieves. A place, a situation, and a person can be the wrong spots in your life that can take you downhill. That's why I need to be alert. Say, I need to be awakened. I need to be powerful in the Lord and in the power of his might. <laughs> Redeem the time. Oh, my word. Because they find themselves with nothing working for them. And I have many people tell me, I've tried this and I've tried that. And I said, did you try the word? Yes, but the word, I said, no, no, I mean that you believe the word, not try the word. Believe the word. Because scripture says, the Holy Spirit is the truth giver. Oh, my word. <laughs> he has been sent to Christians, to us. Listen, to bring what? Enlightenment. He wants to lead you and guide you. The prophet Isaiah says, and if God speak, he said, come to me and listen. And I will let you profit. P-R-O-F-I-T, prosperous in your body, soul, spirit, your everyday living. And I want to guide you the direction you want to go. Oh, my word, isn't that powerful? So this is the thing, because to experience the John 10, 10 promise, I have come that they might have life and that they might, ha that they might have it in hell, in abundance. We say, we've discovered that word is the Zoe, life as God has it right now. Now, how do I get my present mind to think that God wants to give me that life? That life is already inside of me. So my mind is controlling a lot of things. And remember, if negativity controls your mind, that will control your feet. When the Holy Spirit controls your mind, it will always lead you in the right direction. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd, David says, and I shall not want. He leads me, he guides me. Where? To green pastures for his namesake. Oh, my word. And the word is above his name. So, and then Paul comes and he tells us, he writes to the church in Rome. And he says, don't be conformed to the world, but be changed. 
Because God's idea by changing our mindset is that we can know the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will. Did you hear that? The good, not a bad, not a maybe, not on the edge. A good, <laughs> acceptable, and a perfect will of God. Die goeie, welgevallige, volmaakte wil, says the Afrikaans translation. The good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God is what God has in store for you. And how does it happen? My spirit is born again. I need to change my stinking thinking, change my mind, get the old thought patterns out, have a soul dimension that's healthy, and then think as God. We spoke about that last month. I have the mind of Christ. That's why, because I said, let thy will be done. Now, it's not only words, it's action. The scripture, the Bible, the God living lifestyle is action. It's a faith life. Because what Paul was saying and what Jesus was saying, this is about God's plan and man's plan. The thief only comes to do what? Kill. So he's a murderer. To steal, he robs you, and to destroy. Oh my word, kill, steal, and destroy is the plan. It's the nature of the devil. That's his mission. That's his purpose. But God's purpose is through that Jesus died, and the Holy Spirit came, the advocate. Oh my word, the counselor, the comforter. Come on. The one that intercedes, that stands, that one, the Holy Spirit comes to guide us in all truth. Wow. Now listen, this is the choice that can unlock your future in greatness. <laughs> it is about instant obedience, not delayed, not figured out, or disobedience, it's instant obedience that brings the greatest results to his leading and to his voice. Now there are seven requirements, prerequisites, listen, to hear with from God and to be led by the Holy Spirit. Not everybody is spirit-led. I've learned this. <laughs> One time, somebody was asking God to fulfill their needs, and they got discouraged and said, God, did you answer my prayer? And the Lord said, if I can just find somebody on the face of the earth that can obey my voice, your circumstances will be something of the past. He said, I've spoken already to four and five people, and each of them ignore my voice. Now, the first requirement, how can I be spirit-led so that I can manifest as a son of God is number one, I, you must be born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, he was a teacher of the law, he was in the Sanhedrin, he was with everything very well known, he knew the first books of the Bible, of the Torah, uh, out of his, he can recite them. 
but he did not know. He's, and then Jesus said, you must be born again. <laughs> he didn't say religious or just go to where you were born in. He said, no, you must be born again. He said, Lord, how, does, how can I enter the second time? Said, no, no, no. What's born of the flesh is flesh. What's born of the spirit, you must be born again by the spirit. That's where a lot of people. And then I must make not only Jesus Savior, he must be Lord. <laughs> so that I can pick up the leading of the spirit. He controls me. He's my boss. He, my boss, he leads me in the all truth. I must be born again and make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior. Because the natural man, says 1 Corinthians 2.14, will think the things of God are foolish. Because they think with a natural mind. <laughs> the man had leprosy and the prophet said, Go and dip yourself seven times in the river Jordan. He said, do you think I traveled all these miles? We have the best rivers in our country. Now you, you tell me in this old muddy, dirty water. But that was the instruction. It was up to him to obey. <laughs> Jesus said to the people, feed the people. They say, Lord, we have nothing. Oh, my word. McDonald's is closed and Nando's and there's a lockdown and... Kentucky doesn't operate now. The, ch the chickens are all dead and we don't have money. But here's a boy with five loaves and two fishes. That was enough for Jesus. <laughs> Peter said, Jesus, we're in trouble. We own SARS money. He said, go and catch a fish. The natural mind doesn't think like that. You see, but the things of the spirit. One time Jesus rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, because you think the things of man and not the things of God. And that's what the enemy wants you to be in a trap with your mind. Our biggest battle is this coconut. <laughs> with all the influence and not spirit-led. Now, <laughs> hearing from God is part of your divine nature. That's still under point number one. You must be born again and you must make Jesus Lord. Second thing, you must bear the elements of the fruit of the Spirit. And that means you must be a person of meekness. Oh, my word. God cannot work with prideful people. There's certain things that God tells you to do that's in private. And it's a meek person to be humble. Now, <laughs> God will teach and guide the meek, says Psalm 25, verse 9. Moses was the meekest man on the face of the earth in his days. That's why God could use him. Say, that's why God could use him. It was not his gifts. Not the ability to throw the rod down and it become a snake and pick it up and it's a staff again and, and depart the wall. No, no, he had to stay meek. Meekness never argues with God. And because when he allow anger and meekness is out of the window, God said, speak to the rock 
and he hit the rock. <laughs> First time he had to hit the rock, second time he had to speak the rock. And then God says, well, because you misrepresent me to the people and you say I'm angry, you will just see the promised land, but you will never enter, and he did not. Meekness, fruit of the Spirit. A man who is meek will receive the leadership and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, godly advice as a business person, as a preacher, as a disciple maker, as part of a 12, as part of a ministry, a church, wherever, whatever you are. Make the Holy Spirit your senior partner in your life. Let him guide you. Let him help you with the decisions and choices. Come on, somebody. And this is phenomenal. <laughs> now, because meekness has three parts. And when I understand how meekness has three parts, it will help me to stay humble. Meekness doesn't mean, excuse me, that I'm alive. Meekness means I am open for the leading of the Holy Spirit, for direction for correction, come on somebody, so that I can know what God wants to do right now. Meekness has three, it's got self-control, or slowness to give in or take offense. Oh my word, and most of us are writing exams on that one. <laughs> self-control, slowness to give or to take offense. Meekness number two, have a character of humility or being humble in spirit and lowly in mind. That doesn't mean stupid. <laughs> it means I don't think my own fleshly carnal minds and I don't make that decisions. I make it with God. Do you make your decisions with God? Or do you make your own decisions? Excuse me. Number three, meekness is teachable. That's what you look for in a person. I don't care. You can be so anointed. And when a flea, a floy, bites you that he's drunk in the spirit, or a mosquito bites you and he fly away, there's power in the blood. We've heard that one. But if you're not teachable, you're in big danger. Say it right now. I don't know it all. I don't know it all. Because we don't know it all, we need the leading of the Holy Spirit. So that was under point number two. Number three, you must display of the requirements to be Spirit-led, faithfulness. Because that's part of the fruit of the Spirit. You must be a person of faith and be faithful in what you're doing. You cannot be up and down. Be faithful. Faithful with God. Don't neglect the gathering of the saints that's opening and don't neglect by feeding your spirit man and be a worshiper and all these things. Be faithful in everything. Don't let your senses guide you. You must, that what, is, what does it mean to be faithfulness? We walk by faith and not by sight. Unfaithful. Listen, that is what 
the scripture talks about here. You cannot be moved by sight and feelings, emotions. You need to be led by the spirit, not your senses. Number four, you need to spend time in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Many people are strangers in the presence of God. They're just a Sunday person. Sunday I go to church. Sunday I open my Bible. No, no. It's a 24-7. Let the word come alive. Have a relationship with God. How terrible will it be to be married to somebody and he only comes and visits you on Sundays and then from Sunday midnight till Saturday midnight or Sunday morning, 8 o'clock, you never see them. You never hear from them. Then you're a stranger. No. How much more with our relationship with God? Talk with God. Prayer is important. Seek the advice of the Holy Spirit. God, what do you want me to do here? So that he can lead and guide you in what? All truth. Number five, read the word, the word, so that your mind can be continually renewed. It's amazing. You can have a renewed mind now, and when you neglect to feed your mind with the word, how influence comes in with emotions and he said, she said, and they said, and uh, oh my word, all these groups on WhatsApp and on Facebook and all these false prophecies that's going out all over the world. I'm telling you, people are in danger and Jesus warned us. The last days, there will be false prophets. People will look for preachers and messages that can tickle their ears. But by the grace of God, we bring you a message today to be a spiritual giant, to operate like a farmer, to run like an athlete. Come on, somebody, <laughs> and be a soldier of Jesus Christ, effective and with great results on the face of the earth to demonstrate Satan's defeat. And it comes through the word. The word is your weapon. Jesus said to Satan, after his 40 days, as I baptized 40 days, and <laughs> John the Baptist says, there is the Lamb of God. <laughs> Jesus' life mission, to take away the sins of the world. In the water came out, and God confirms his sonship, his identity. This is my beloved son in whom I well please. And the devil didn't like that. And he said, if you're the son of God, he knew now he plays on the emotions and on the senses because Jesus came as a man. And he said, if you are so hungry and if you are the son of God, turn the stones into bread. And three times he comes with that temptation. And then Jesus said, it is written. You must know what the word says. Because I want to get the heebie-jeebies. If people tell me God stripped them, God put the sickness, God has cancer, and that he... I said, oh my word. I told you before, he doesn't have a university of strip. <laughs> doesn't have a university of sickness or of poverty. His life, I came that you might have life. The Zoe of God, as God has it right now, and have it hell. In abundance. 
How do I get to that? By being spirit-led, by being to totally obedient, by being available, by being my word, not operating excuses. Even if it doesn't make sense, follow God. And it will always line up with the word. Because, <laughs> listen, Proverbs 19, 21, many plans are in a man's mind, but it, it's the Lord's purposes for him that will stand and prevail. Wow. Oh, my word. Number six. Strength and courage will come forth. Listen. When I am spirit-led, there's a source you tap into. Oh, my word. A dimension that you don't know how in the world that I do it. <laughs> It's God's ability inside of you. Come on, somebody that helps you. <laughs> and this is the most phenomenal thing that you need to understand. He says, but the word is very nigh unto thee. In thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest do it. Where's the word? In your heart. That's where the word's supposed to be. In your mouth. So I meditate the word so that I may do it. <laughs> that is powerful. Deuteronomy 30, 14. Come on, somebody. Then strength and courage will come forth because out of the word. Oh, my word. Now, this is a phenomenal thing. Your strength is your personal decision. Your strength will enable you to give proper Birth to a new beginning when it's birth out of the revelation of what God says. Say, I have the strength. I have the ability. I'm not weak. I'm not a failure. I'm not walking with guilt. I'm not operating with excuses. I'm not distracted. I'm focused now because I need to go forward to have a clockwise life. Now, you must be alert the Bible says we're not ignorant of the devices of the devil, of the enemy. You have the anointing. What destroys the yoke? The anointing of God. What produced the anointing and my word, your obedience to God, that it's not by your might, by your power, but by the Holy Spirit. And when I make a choice, I'm going to follow the word. Strength comes and then... <laughs> I have a fresh start through the word of God to walk away from bad decisions and make new decisions, fresh decisions. I can walk away from bad experiences. Come on, somebody, and tap into the power to overcome every obstacle and every hindrance. God knows exactly how, how we did it in this five, nearly six months. I had to tap into the resources of God and said, Holy Spirit, guide me and lead me. And boom, God gave me wisdom. God said, do this every week, do this, the next thing. And that's why we never skip a payment on buildings on stuff because it was God. <laughs> Say it was God. And I know, remember that time when the Lord said, start that eight o'clock service in the winter. 
People said, you're crazy. It's not going to work. People come hardly to the nine o'clock service in the winter and nine o'clock and 10 o'clock services in the summer. How will they come eight o'clock? This morning they were packed. <laughs> Full house. <laughs> because I follow God's instruction. That's what God wants to do. Every facet, who you can marry, who not to marry. What business deal to do, what not to do. Where to invest, not to invest. People invested 335 million in a scheme that was run here in the Western Cape and they lost everything. People who lived in homes, had cars, live now in windy houses. And I warned a lady one day and we, I stood at the church door and she passed me and I just came out. I didn't know about her monies and the golden handshakes. And I said, don't invest your money in. And I mentioned that. And she jumped for my throat and I shared it before. And she said, I will do with my money whatever I want. They legitimate and you think you know everything. I said, I don't know everything. For my part, you can wipe your bud with all your money. I did say that because I felt my word. She lost every penny. 2017, one morning I woke up and asked Gonzalo about this person. And she told me and I phoned this person. She came to see me and as she walked in the office and the church, she started crying and said, I've lost every penny. 3.5 million. Why don't you listen to me? No, somebody else, the power of influence said, you after my money. I said, did you ever hear me ask the church for money or for you? She said, no. I said, well, you should have listened. It was not me. It was God trying to communicate. <laughs> I told a person one time, you cannot marry this person. No, God told me. I said, yeah. I said, find somebody else to marry you then. They were angry. I just sing at the wedding and after the honeymoon, honey gone, moon left behind. <laughs> and he dragged her on her hair and raped her and all kinds of horrible stories. She lived with that person for years. She recently came out of that. I found her recently. Her mother died and she contacted me. I said, how's it going? She said, I had to run away. I'm in hiding. It took her about 26, 28, 30 years to correct the mistake. Now, I'm not saying God can save anybody. God can take any negative situation. But if she did listen, she wouldn't be in this bitter position she's in right now. And this is what God wants to do. Because he wants you not to be parked in a bad experience. T.D. Jakes one time said a thing that grabbed me. He said, we as God's people, we make bad choices and then we stay in that bad choice instead of making correction because of fear. Who said? No, a humble man said, I've made a mistake. Forgive me. This was a big mistake. And then go on with your life. Because the enemy has a trap. You are vital, important. Every individual, every born again child of God has the same capacity, the same potential, the same ability. You are now 2 Corinthians 5, 17, a new creature. He gave you the greatest ministry of reconciliation to reconcile people back to God, the greatest miracle. And he made you an ambassador for Christ, a representative. So you're not just something kicked out under a bush. 
That's why in Revelation 1, he made you a king and a priest. My word, a ruler. You have authority. You have dominion. And the enemy tries to derail what God has assigned us to. That's why the church, when I shared this thing about the drifting this morning, I said this morning, I was last night already excited to be in the service. I, I woke up, I think something to three, and I thought, oh my God, this morning, we're we ready to share the word. Now, you know, I really don't like preaching. I share the word. <laughs> I don't preach theology. I want to share the word that can get people out of captivity, out of the narrow places, out of the dark places, out of that dark hole that they're in by Activating it, the spirit and the word. Spirit makes the word come alive. That that word will challenge you to move and be led by the spirit. And the last one, when the spirit leads you, you will be happy. You will be excited. You will be joyful. <laughs> because there's a scripture in the Bible that says, because you did not serve the Lord your God with gladness and joy, there's an enemy that will overtake you and he will put you in captivity. So what must I do to serve God? Do it with joy, with excitement, every instruction, even if it's your last, even if it's what God never tells you to do something to harm you or deflate you. He tells you to do. He leads you by the Spirit to promote you because God's instruction, if you're faithful with the little, what people can God trust? Faithful people, obedient people, available people. If I did not follow that instruction, why will God give me another instruction? What's the reason? Because he cannot... This is all about a phenomenal re relationship with him. And Paul says in Philippians 4.4, 4, now I help you to unclock everything to have a what life? Say a clockwise life. Not an anti-clockwise. The enemy hates it when truth are preached. Now, I, you maybe had the temptation to say, oh, my word, good stuff. He irritates me now with <laughs> that laugh and that stuff that he does. And some people ask me, don't you ever get sad? Yeah. But I, Paul says, I think myself happy. <laughs> That's why it's important to understand Philippians 4.4. Oh, my word. Where's Philippians? It's in the Bible. <laughs> he says, rejoice. <laughs> That means be happy. Let go of the prune juice and the vinegar and I drink apple cider and lemon juice and, and uh, get rid of that in the spirit so that you can, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Wow. Now this is a thing and I'm closing. Say, oh my word, that's quick. Oh, no, I'm closing now. If the Spirit of God can communicate with your spirit that you are a son of God, listen, will the Spirit of God not also communicate with you 
what God wants you to do and his desire for your life. It's amazing. I have a new thing. Every prophecy, and I was sharing the keys of faith, and it's like, boom, the Spirit of the Lord said, he said, listen to every prophecy careful. If the prophecy doesn't lead people back to my original intent, to my heartbeat, he said, question the prophecy. Wow. Because we want good prophecies, an airplane, a Boeing, a jet, a big yacht, live in the islands on the Bahamas and drink juice out of a pineapple with an umbrella on. <laughs> That's what we always want to hear that. But every word of God is always to bring us back in that unity, divine unity with God, to live out God's dream. And what did we say this morning was the seven things of, and this is really the closing, God's eternal purposes. To love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your mind, your soul, and with your strength. It means your actions. That means that's worship. Second one was to love your neighbor and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Don't punish yourself about the mistakes. Say, yes, I did it. God forgave me. And devil, now you take your, your bags and you packed it. And English people won't understand this word, but you say, footsack. And when you say footsack, let him go. Because that means I'm serving. Greatness never comes through my titles, my giftings, and how talented I am. It comes through serving. Jesus stood up from the table took a towel and start washing their feet, serving. It comes, this third thing we say, and then Jesus said, because it's the great commission and the great commandment, the great commandment, the great commission, go and make disciples. It means I have a ministry to share and to bring and go, to be his representative, his ambassador. The fourth one was baptize them, the eternal purposes of God. That means bring people that got saved, that I lived out the ministry of make disciples, get them saved, I baptize them, I bring them in a family. We're part of a family, not a loose standing part of limb somewhere. <laughs> I cut piece of my finger off and that finger rot because I protected in my closet and it starts smelling and I thought it was a dead rat. It was my finger, not any longer connected to the body. You're part of a body. Oh, yeah, the global body. No, first the local body. Before there can be a global body. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Listen, that means belonging. The first thing was teach them to obey so that they can grow. Teach them. What is a disciple? He's a follower. <laughs> a disciple is a learner. Teach them that they can grow to the full stature of Christ into maturity. What is God's purpose? That we will grow in fullness. Less of me, less of Gustav, but more of Jesus. That people can see Jesus in us. Jesus didn't say, oh, by all the sick people you healed and by all the miracles. I am in for that. I believe it. 
He said, but by this shall all men know you, my disciples, in your love. Because when I love God, I will be a worshiper. If I love God, I will be a servant. If I love God, I will share the good news. If I love God, I want to, people to belong to Christ. If I love God, I want people to grow. And I said it this morning, any great leader wants his people that follows him to be greater than what he is. That's a great leader. And the sixth thing is prayer. Pray without ceasing. Always pray. Jesus went to pray. He ministered. Then you will see he withdrew himself, go up on the mountain. He instructed them to go to the other side. He was up in the mountain and then he started walking on the water. And that's when the, the things was against them and the storm and the waves. And, but they had a word for them and the storm against them. And they decide what they're going to follow. You have a word tonight for you. I have come that you might have life. The Zoe of God and have it in abundance. And the seventh thing that God never changed. Be generous. Be a giver. For God so loved this world and sow your seed in good fertile ground where they're taken care of the poor, the widow, the orphan. Come on, people, and expand the gospel in the mighty name of Jesus. Make a decision tonight. Say, God, I'm going to be spirit-led. I'm going to be have a life that's led by the Spirit of God. And then you will understand the victorious life, the overcoming life, the powerful life. When you follow the instructions, there were times that I follow and guarded things beyond my imagination. And there were times that I reason and follow good stuff. Guess where I end up? In a mess, in big trouble. Then I had to go back to God and say, God, I'm sorry. I should have followed you, forgive me. Now I've learned to follow what God says. And if my mind tries to tell me, I said, mind, not every thought I have, remember the Mind of Christ series, is a God thought. <laughs> I said, no, 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 is it in the Word? Does God say I must do it? Then I do it. And that helped me. If you don't know Jesus tonight, make a quality decision. The Bible says, if I believe with the heart, confess with the mouth that he is Lord, I will be saved. Say, Lord Jesus, tonight I confess that you are Lord. Forgive me my sin because I come short of the glory. That glory means being spirit-led, have the joy of the Lord, be powerful in the Lord and in the power of his might to work the works of Jesus and greater works <laughs> or just existing or just in survival mode. Lord, I want to... Oh, my word, the glory to manifest by being spirit-led. That's why, forgive me, Lord, and put my name in the book of life, and I will serve you, not only as a religious person, but as a true follower of Christ. In Jesus' name, if you say this tonight, say, Jesus, I came. Now, this is maybe not a blah, blah, bent the chair message. But it's one of the most powerful words out of the word of God that you will hear. It's going to help you to escape the traps of Satan. To unclog the blessing pipes. To wake up that king inside of you. That you will walk in authority and great dimensions. 
by making the decision. It starts with a choice. Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father, I want your Holy Spirit to lead me. Now, don't like the lady told me, I saw her driving to the church and then she didn't come to church and I contact her. She said, no, you know, I have the anointing in my hands. And when I ask, I raise my hand and say, must I do it? And when I don't get the goosebumps, I know it's a no. And she said, I raised my hands and say, must I go to church this morning? And she said, I got no goosebumps and I know it was God saying no. I said, you are in error. That's only, you cannot be led. We're not allowed to be led by that feelings and emotions and actions and gimmicks. Holy Spirit will lead you according to the word. I said, it's God's will that you be part of the family. <laughs> Make that decision. He will lead you. Every business person, every, my word, people that follow the instruction are prosperous in this pandemic, in the SARS COVID-19, what nonsense, in this lockdown. Now tonight, midnight, the curfew is lifted. But listen, I want to help you because God wants to lead you to be the champion of God, never to be defeated, never to toss in the towel, never to give up. I was there. I know what it feels like. You're in a hopeless situation, but I came out through the word. And when I follow, I gave myself out of poverty. I gave this ministry out of calamity by the grace of God. Now I'm not telling you I'm good. I'm telling you the goodness of God. What God can do. When nobody believes in you, I believe in you. Because God believes you are a yes, I can person. And you can do all things through Christ Jesus. Every person, you have a great future. This is the, come in the, oh my word, forever settle purposes of God. And live that out. And you will see what God can do through you to touch a nation and the nations of the world. Don't forget about tomorrow morning and every morning, the keys of faith that help you. Tomorrow night, prayer time with Pastor Emla Swanepoel. And then next Friday night, the youth activity. And next Sunday, we'll broadcast live from the services from the 8 o'clock. For Afrikaans, those of you who drink only coffee, and those of you who drink tea and coffee, English service, after, what, 9 o'clock. And then next Sunday night, we'll broadcast from here, from our home. And see you then. Bring somebody. Tell somebody. Pray for somebody. Cast the devil out. Raise the dead and heal the sick. In Jesus' name. And we love you. God bless you.